Welcome to the Digital Investors Podcast with Matt and Liz Rad, where we explore how you can invest in the new digital economy with expert interviews, proven strategies, and stories of success. Get inspired to grow your portfolio for the future. G'day, everyone. Welcome to the Digital Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Rad, and today we have a very special guest, David Fairley. CEO and founder of Website Properties. Now, the reason why today is so interesting is I've been wanting to interview David for quite some time because he's a bit of a legend in our industry. And I'm guessing many of you probably haven't heard about David and what his background is, but he has been buying and selling websites for over 20 years. Not only that, as a professional, he was one of the first people in this industry to set up a website brokerage firm. And what's really interesting is David has not only obviously 20 years experience, but also himself, he started out buying and selling websites like a lot of you are, has done some pretty legendary deals in his own portfolio. But what we want to hear and learn off David today is, is I guess, a veteran's experience, deep experience, David, that you have in this industry. 20 years, I think you can teach anyone listening to this podcast. Um, you're going to learn about uh, what David's seen over the 20 years, some of the amazing deals that he's done himself and the trends and in particular what's happening out there in the marketplace now. So David, thank you so much for coming along. I finally got you on our podcast here. It is definitely a pleasure to have you on. Well, thanks for that wonderful introduction, Matt. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm happy to be of assistance and service to your listeners and uh, no sense in in going down this path and and hitting uh, the pitfalls unnecessarily. So hopefully we can navigate people through that and, and uh, you know, pull back the curtain, as it were, as yeah. far as what the opportunities are in the space. Yeah, because because what's really interesting, David, as you and I were talking the other day, you've got this 20 years experience, not just we're not guys, anyone listening here, we're not talking selling little tiny sites or anything. David specializes in selling multi-million dollar websites, but sells a whole range from you know, a couple of hundred thousand up into the millions and up into um, eight figures as well. So for David, as you know, we have a, a wide range of listeners, including a lot of high net worths and people thinking about where do we invest our money. But generally, most of our listeners are kind of new to this digital asset class, this investment class. So mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to get out of you today, a bit about um, where you see the marketplace going, the opportunities for someone if they've got some significant funds or maybe they're wondering where to invest. So can we start with just just quickly, website properties. What I'm hoping I summarise there nicely. What you guys specialise in, but but that, yeah, do you want sure. to? Let's hear it in your words. What you guys specialise in, right? Well, so website properties was formed out of uh, just a just experience. Really, I was uh, as you mentioned, I was online. I got on in 1995, 96 um, online early. Um, the early days, I guess, of the internet and started a hammock business, which ended up uh, turning into hammocks.com because I bought a, I ended up acquiring that domain name and that was really good for branding. Um, I ended up exiting in 2002 and um, I had hired a broker, a couple brokers that made me prepay and then didn't do anything. They were really quite incompetent, to be honest, and didn't really <laughs> understand. Uh, there wasn't really too many people understanding, you know, the... Oh fundamentals of, of internet-based businesses. So um, mm -hmm. I wasn't, you know, it wasn't that shocking. So I ended up representing myself and 
uh, I sold to a company that wrote me a huge contract and then burned me on the back end. So it wasn't, it wasn't uh, the happiest of experience, but um, what happened afterwards, it was just me. Um, it was the early days of Google and there was a lot of latent cop, uh, content sites out there that were not monetized. So it was just, I was going around quickly snapping up uh, and buying small businesses. I ended up probably acquiring somewhere around 50 over the course of about five or six years and just basically monetize them with AdSense and uh, ClickBank uh, affiliate programs. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to do it now, but that was what we did in the back, back in the day. And I'd have, you know, 15, 15, 16 sites at one time that were all passive that were giving me a pretty good stream. And once I had run them for a year, year and a half, I would sell them and flip them. So by, you know, ultimately doing that, that led people to sort of wanting to know if I could sell their sites and friends and colleagues and so that turned kind of turned in organically into website properties formally around 2000 and I think 2005, 2006, I started really, you know, formalizing that, although I had been selling other, you know, sites since then. Um, but yeah, it probably goes back maybe 2004, 2005, when we established website properties. Since that time, uh, we've sold uh, somewhere around 600 sites, somewhere close to five, somewhere between 500 and 600 uh, million in gross volume. So uh, I guess, yeah, we have quite a bit of expense, uh, quite, quite a bit of experience. And also like, just to mention, like we've, you know, like we, we've sold mostly businesses, you know, and uh, it's probably the average businesses somewhere between half a million and a million, but we've got a, you know, we've got definitely certainly sold a lot of smaller businesses, you know, in the low, um, you know, six figures. Uh, it really just depends on whether the the business is solid and we like it. And, you know, if, the, if we like the seller, then we'll work with them. But that's kind of uh, where it's evolved to. Like, of course, we're always looking for more established deals, um, sophisticated buyers. But as far as a um, an opportunity to invest in the space, I mean, that's something that we can talk about next. But um, as far as how that this is sort of evolved into a new asset class for investors. So that's the history behind where, uh, where I came from and yeah. what I've done. Um, can, I'll just pause there for a second, then we can dive into sort of the you know the investment it, opportunity. I do want to touch on something. You, you, if you heard David's story, there five hundred million dollars or six hundred million dollars in website sales, guys. This is a so you're a very you know you're you're quite a specialist um, mergers and acquisitions company, really, because I notice a lot of your your team members they're all entrepreneurs as well. You guys, yep. I, I'd say from my observations over the years, and as I've followed you for many, many years on, on your newsletter and looking at the listings that you get, because of your deep experience, that seems to go through the whole of your, you know, the ethos of website properties. You, you, you know, your background is content sites, like where we all started, except you were 10 years or 20 years nearly in front of everyone. You're pretty much at... You know, you're pretty much at the beginning of the internet. 1996, that was the Wild West days far out. And I noticed, David, you own some really, I do want to mention this to our listeners, David has owned some seriously big domain names. So hammocks.com, strollers.com, drums.com, unicorns.com. And as you just heard, probably another 50 other legendary websites out there. <laughs> you're one of the first people to really get in this game buying and selling websites. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of the Wild West. I mean, you know, I was after I sold hammocks.com, I was literally just buying website uh, domains and creating niche sites and selling them like pre cash flow, which was when I look back on that now, that seems insane. But people were just like so hungry to get on and 
So we got, yep. the, you know, set them up and, and away they went. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of an OG, but that doesn't, you know, I'm not wearing a badge of honor. It's there's <laughs> other <laughs> operators, other companies that have gone on and, 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 and have grown out, you know, outpaced us and grown. We've kind of deliberately stayed small because it's, more of a boutique, you know, it's not quantity, it's quality. Yeah. We want to work with people that we like and with businesses that we, you know, that we believe in. And, you know, we're not really, you know, operating a puppy mill. It's about quality of, of uh, appraising the business and about and valuations and then, you know, the marketing and, and just management. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, we're not really, we're pretty agnostic with the business as long as it's online and it's, you know, it's doing well and it's, it's a viable business to sell to someone because we, so, you know. so let's, so let's now have a look at when, <clears throat> where you've seen this industry evolve into and particularly because of your experience with your boutique um, uh, website brokerage firm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm presuming when you start out, you know, you would have started out selling smaller business because the, you know, 20 years ago, like you said, no one was doing website sales. Um, but so I'm presuming it was kind of small time buyers. But now, as you've watched this evolve, who are the main sorts of website buyers that you're dealing with on a regular basis? Because you, you, you know, who are you selling right. these seven figure websites to? Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, we sold, I mean, we've been selling seven figure businesses all along. It's just that there's, as the, the, industry developed and evolved there's just people that were running businesses longer up and running for five you know three four five ten years and so it just you know there there's more sophisticated people coming in and 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 good operators so it's really been you know it's it, the deals have improved and grown certainly over the years but um you know the main investors i mean there's really a cross-section sometimes you have people from corporations that are the corporate world that have you know saved and they're just tired of that and they want to they want to operate their own business uh, you've got, uh, just, um, high net worth individuals just trying to diversify. You've got mm-hmm. portfolio companies and private equity companies that are just, that are just accumulating and aggregating like all e-commerce businesses or Amazon businesses or, or in this case, um, content-based businesses that are easy to operate. And so, and then you've got, you know, mom and pops, you've got dads buying businesses for their wives or for their, you know, their spouse or for their kids, um, you know, you've got internet entrepreneurs that are just like they're they're regularly buying and selling and flipping, and it's quite a. That's kind of what I did. The business model of investing in 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 digital um, assets like this is very. You know, it's starting to get uh, a little bit more traction in the last five years as sort of another asset mm. class. If you think about where things are at now, you know, the way to look at this is internet. Uh, an online business gives you first of all, you own it, you own the asset, you own the cash flow, and you can control it. And generally, when you're buying a business right now, the multiples are are a little bit lower. But let's just say, on average, uh, a business is selling for three x, three times their net yearly, you know, most recent net profit. So you're essentially, if as an investor, you're basically, if you're buying, paying three x, you're getting, and you get that same return, you're going to get a 33 percent return on investment of something you control the cash flow for, and you can obviously buy you want to buy businesses that have a solid history. So you're not going to get something that, you know, is suddenly loses its revenue streams. But in general, there's not a lot of places where you can go. I mean, real estate seems like it's it, it, like a lot of the assets out there, stocks, equities, uh, uh, real estate, they're all sort of, they're kind of in bubbly territory. Uh, it's a bit scary mm-hmm. to start thinking about buying there. And then, you know, so you can buy something and be down 40%. 
and it might take you five or 10 years. Like, like after the NASDAQ popped, the bubble popped in 2001, it took till 2015 to, to get back up yeah. to that. So you never want to, you know, uh, not exit at the top. This whole thing about riding things out is nonsense. It's like you, you're better off, you know, timing, trying to time the market and, and whatnot. But in the end, uh, investing in, in a, an online business is really just, it's, it provides you diversification. If you have assets in real estate, I'm, I think real estate's important. I think, you know, any commodity based, uh, asset is important in this, in, in this environment, quite frankly, the macro environments is deteriorating globally. I think, um, you know, just with COVID and all the money printing that went on has diluted people's value of cash. You're basically cash is, is in your bank account is, if you're smart, it's making four and a half, five percent in treasury yields. And if you're just yeah. leaving it in your bank, you're making half a percent. So you're losing 7% really a year in your cash. So throwing into real estate at a peak, you know, that unless you're buying, you know, real estate that you're, you're, you're getting cash flow on like a renter, it's you're, you're, you're playing with a lot of risk in your equity. Um, and the stock market just, you know, that's just a fool's error. And, um, you know, it's, it's just dangerous, I think, to play at this point. And there's certainly a lot of macro evidence showing that we're already in an, uh, in a recession. Europe's in a recession. Uh, we're in a recession. There's a lot of stuff out there that shows that we're going to go into that. So I think you have to look at this as a calculated uh, area to say, so where do I want to invest my money? Um, something I can control that it has good cash flow. And, uh, you know, I can sell afterwards, uh, you know, for capital gains. So that's why investing in digital businesses is really interesting. I think, and you know, again, yeah. you have to do your due diligence, but it's online businesses operate 24 seven. They're global. Um, <clears throat> you own and you can control it and you can build value over years with that cash flow, get a 30, 30 to 40% return and then sell it again and, you know, hopefully make a capital gain. So it's really an interesting, uh, uh, I think, way to diversify excess capital that's otherwise just eroding. Yeah, and I think the good thing about your perspective is, you know, for anyone listening, you got to think where David's come from. Remember, David's not your average person here. 20 years experience um, watching and being personally involved in sales, well, more than 20 years with his own portfolio. And David, you think about it for you, you know, I was just in there thinking, like you said, you've been through the, the dot-com crash, you've been through the GFC, and in, in since 1996, you've seen a lot. And obviously, you're still very passionate about the website asset class. When you look back over that journey, I guess that for you, you you know what can happen during these crashes. Well, actually, let's look at some of your experience here. During yeah. the recession, say with content sites, what what's your thought? Just, let's just say we're, you know, we're not allowed to give financial advice or anything like that, that sort of a thing, and no one knows the future. But like Warren Buffett does say the chance of a recession is 100%. We just don't know when. But we're all, it, yeah. it's certainly not looking good out there at the moment. So thinking, you know, imagine you had a million dollars to invest or a client with a million dollars to invest and look, knowing what you know about website assets, what could you tell them about, say, a content site based on your experience, not giving outright advice here, but based on your experience, say, back in 2008 and then watching the growth of these website assets, how well do you think they'll handle a recession? Well, you know, th those these type of sites are are generating passive income through ads. And so you have to think about, you know, are ads is ad spending going to take a hit during a recession? Sometimes they it 
you know, it does in some industries and others it goes up. So I think it just depends on uh, what niche you're choosing. But I think it's important to, you know, make sure that you're buying a niche that's not, you know, if you're buying a niche for luxury goods in a, you know, where you're likely going into a, you know, it could be a serious recession. Uh, mm-hmm. And who knows how long it's going to last. Like, I don't think you want to be super myopic. I think you want to find something that's that yeah. people are interested in that has some sort of resistance or resilience. Uh, you know, it's more of a, uh, I think you have to look at necessity items. Um, mm-hmm. Anything like, you know, like if you look at times like this, like gardening is, a, yeah. you know, where people, food is prices are going up. People are like, I want to grow my own food. So there's yeah. a niche that you would look at and go like, I'm going to, I'm going to do uh, a content site or I'm going to buy content site you know, on, on, on products that help, you know, yeah. apartment dwellers, you know, have little gardens or something like something super niche that's going to, you know, is going to do well in a recession. Like we, I have a client right now selling, uh, you know, dehydrated food, you yeah. know, food stores like that lasts for 10 years and they're from Utah. So they're cool. Mormons, but right. you know, like that business just pumps whenever there's, you know, fear or anxiety out there. So, yep. You know, there's some, I think it's important to understand what site you're getting into. Cause if you get, you can buy a site that's doing well and it's got AdSense and, you know, other pay-per-click or, or, um, you know, AdSense driven stuff or not AdSense, but, um, you know, affiliate program stuff. You just got to make sure that that is, that's not going to just be like, oh, that's a fanciful purchase right now. I'm not going to buy that thing. Like versus, Hey, I've got a problem with uh, gout or I'm, my husband's snoring, I need a you yeah. know solution right now. Like yeah. there's some things that are just are, you know, gonna stay there yeah. forever. And so I think yeah. that's really the discernment you have to use. Like there's risk in everything, um, yeah. but I think that you wanna find something that's also diversified in its, um, how it makes money. So, uh, and you know, the, the other thing that I think everyone needs to be aware of is look, content sites, the vast majority of them are driven by organic search unless they're really yeah. good with the data and they can drive cheap traffic to their thing and, and get some sort of arbitrage. So you have to be prepared to understand, you know, search engine optimization, algor- you know, to be aware that algorithms changes can change the positioning. And so you want to make sure when you're buying a content site that they're legitimate backlinks, they're not, they weren't doing things spammy because, you know, that's also, you know, also a, pitfall that you can get into. I think just, you know, make sure the due diligence is there, make sure that the site has multiple sources of revenue coming in, I think. Um, and then, you know, that'll, and then a niche that should do well during, you know, ups and downs. Uh, I think that's, those are the main things I would look for. But other than that, I mean, investing in an online business, you want to, you know, where are you going to, if you have extra money, it's either melting and making less than inflation is right now if you're if you want security or you're putting it at risk so you have to ask yourself do i have the am i going to put it into real estate uh retail or commercial yeah. or something that's, i got to get cash flow so i can pay the mortgage and and you know gain make money while i'm holding it till it appreciates again or i'm investing in stocks and most stocks people aren't getting dividends so they're not getting you know they're just trying to get the upside so it's very precarious and and then the other set is like buy, if you're buying an uh, investing in a business then you're buying a business that presumably is making cash so you're you're getting yeah. money back right away and you want to if you you know if you trust your instincts as a um as an operator then you you'll see areas that you can improve the business and and new energy coming in often does that you know and and uh, so th- those are the things that I would caution people um you know, there's lots of good opportunities, but just, you know, don't go in there and, and, and step on a landmine 
unnecessarily because you, you know everything takes work. Um, you know, even these content sites, there's nothing truly passive. You have to you have to write interesting content. You have to write. Uh, you have to pr provide something of use if you want to succeed. So, I think the days of trying to spam content to these search engines is over. Like, I think the way to yep. succeed with content site is buy a site that you're that you relate to, that you're interested in, so you can write and you're going to be passionate about it and you're going to create a lot of content because that's video content that's you know writing that's whatever like photographs so you have to be in it you have i think you have to be passionate about it but you know then you have a, a nice long term cash flow uh you know business that you can roll that cash into something else you can roll it into another business you can pay off your you know your your mortgages you can invest in then you can invest in other things i think you know but i think cash is king having cash to deploy yeah. and to invest is important, but at some point you have to look at is my bank is my bank now you have to look at is my bank safe is it you know is it yeah you know because that's a real question too people have to ask like what am I going to do yep. I've got like this whole thing about that that imploded in the United States well it's not located you know the, the banking industry is global so yeah. there's you know, there's we're not out of the woods yet so I think you have yeah. to be concerned about is your bank strong and there's, you know, hopefully there's not going to be a bank run on it. And then secondly, is like, is this, you know, a million dollars sitting safely in my bank yeah. going to be worth 900,000 next year, which it, you yeah. know, like any, just do a little bit of like research into the effects of inflation and what real inflation is doing. And you'll go, I got to take this melting ice cube and deploy it into something that's going to make me more. And I think that's just what, where people are at right now, but it, it comes down to, risk appetite and diversification, which is what we're talking about. We're not, I'm not suggesting everyone just pile everything they own into an online business. I think it's yeah. a great diversification of you know, unrealized or capital is just sitting there not being deployed. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, it's like a like inflation is, you know, it's like a melting ice cube on your cash sitting in the bank. And then if we layer in, we've had a little bit of a market scare, haven't we? And I think that's why it's great speaking to someone like yourself, David, who's in the States and feels it more than what we would have here in Australia. I don't think any of us Aussies listening to this podcast, we probably don't appreciate that. I think there's a bit of a, a what's the saying, a shot over the bow there possibly with the banks you know, that could blow up again. And how do you know your million dollars sitting in the bank is actually safe and secured by that bank? If the bank goes bust, well, we haven't seen that, but it can happen. So I've had some people, it's it's funny, you know, working with sophisticated investors and stuff, some of them have said, suggested, our mentors over the years have said, you know what, Matt, sometimes, and Liz, uh, sometimes it's worth not having all your money sit, not just because of inflation, but you might be better safer off parking your money in a high cash flow business. And obviously websites yeah. tick that box in a big way. That's a very smart idea. And like you just said, and I'm sure, again, this is why it's cool for us to listen to someone like you with this experience riding through several recessions but also being so involved in business and business sales you know what happens and you know the number one rule that luckily i think i was taught many years ago by our personal mentors who are very successful business people is cash flow is king no matter what happens yeah. if there's inflation deflation recession and man was he right it saved our butts and that's i think yeah i think this is really cool hearing it off you just reiterating that story uh that that issue cash flow is king and and also something you said as well and what we're noticing here is it is there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast who are real estate investors and they're very successful at it 
But yeah. that's a dangerous game with the high debt loads that you need, particularly if you're a commercial real estate investor. You know, are you seeing in America yeah. the the returns now in commercial real estate are a lot lower? Or a lot higher risk. Well, I, I all I see now is everyone's like raising the, you know, they're saying that's the next shoe to drop is commercial real estate because the, the vacancy rates are just astronomical. They're off the charts, uh, and so we're just that's the the data showing that we're like, you know, it's going to be a bloodbath uh, in the states. I mean, they're just, you know, there just isn't the the, the commercial real estate uh, vacancy rates are not going down, and the companies are, you know, like they even though they're announcing. They want their employees to come back. They're saying only for three days a week. So, you know, and they're just like, everyone's used to using Zoom now and being at home after COVID. So yep. it, it's a fundamental change in the market. And, you know, like interest rates, you know, they just keep, they're crushing, they're crushing yep. the market on their own. So, you know, it's hard to say, um, but I'm like, look, if you had, if you have a, if you're a real estate investor and you have a commercial property that's, that's got, you know, lease assigned and rent, you know, people, you're good. Like you've got our renters. It's the thing is that, that a lot of these, the renter or the real estate market had, you know, from 2020 to 2021, 2022, is they got a freeze on there. Like people didn't have to pay them legally. So they kind of got hosed yeah. there. So like, we've already seen example, real world, world examples of like by, by and large. Yeah. That was an extreme situation, but it still has consequences that are still unfolding now. So yeah. I think that, you know, real estate, is a great any asset right now in this environment um is as that can hold your value is good but real estate's values were pumped up because of the money printing that just you know yep. got turned on and everyone had to you know spend the money on something so that's why the stock market went up that's why you know uh real estate pumped but it's just not sustainable because that was just government created money you know that went through the banks and created the stimulus so I think that we have to be realistic and look at what the ramifications of that long term. And I think just be, you know, again, diversification is great. Like I, you know, I think if yeah. you, own, you know, own already a lot of property and you've got, you know, you're worried about that, then you want, you might want to take some of that money and turn it into something that, you know, that yep. diversifies your risk. I mean, that's just a sensible, sensible approach, I think. So I think, know, I, I think that's real. I think that's a really smart point. It's that it's the the big take home point here that um, someone, if you're listening, you know, diversification is probably this one of the smartest moves you can make if we're heading into a recession. And obviously, cash flow is king. And this is the beauty of websites. And so, David, with you and your team, obviously, we train a lot of beginners how to buy websites, do website due diligence, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. If someone's listening here and they are in that boat where they're They've got, you know, more money, or they've been in real estate for a long time, as a lot of people are. Can they come to a, a broker? Like, like, can they come to website properties and speak to you and your team, and not so much get advice, but do you do you guide them into the the first couple of maybe the first an, an easy website buy? And what sort of website would that typically look like? Like, is that is that what you guys specialize in there? Well, we do have, you know, we have typically our. Um, who we represent are sellers that come to us that want to sell their, you know, their online business. And so that's the first, those are typically, you know, if you go to websiteproperties.com, you'll see all our listings. Those are, those are our clients. And, but we do have buyers. We have buy side uh, agreements with some private equity companies and high net worth individuals. As far as someone coming to us to ask for advice and, and they want to look at some stuff. I mean, yeah, we, they can email me directly. 
Um, you can put my email in the show notes or just yep. de fairly at website properties. So I don't mind, you know, we're, we're always there to help people, um, give them guidance. Even if it's not our deal, if they see something else, we can also help them we can represent right. them, help them buy. But yeah, like as far as guidance, it, it really is going to come down to, uh, you know, understanding what their, their, you know, the individual themselves, because everyone's different and what their sort of risk tolerance is and what their skill sets are and background. Cause you know, it, you know, it depends on what they're doing. They're just, they just want to put a, like a invest in something passively uh, where they don't have to, you know, they only have to spend an hour or two a day. Then that's a different choice than saying, I want to get out of the corporate world and I've got a bunch of money and I want to buy myself a job and I need, I need to be making, I need to make 10 grand a month. Well, so then we need to find something different. And, you know, there's lots of other sites that you you can operate e-commerce dropship sites and Amazon FBA sites from anywhere in the world. There's people all over the world living on beaches and making yeah. a ton of money and just having, you know, the system. So if you've got, if you're buying from someone that's got a business like that, it's already set up. They're going to teach you everything. You're going to be able to go in and look at all the data and prove it. And so it just depends on what your interest, I think <clears throat> on the individual, but also I would always advise people to find something that's at least interesting to them better if they're sort of, yep. you know, it's uh, they're passionate about it. And it might awesome. just be passionate about running their own business. That's fine too. But awesome. uh, it's it does take work. Uh, I, like I said earlier on, there's no such thing as a passive site when you put in a hundred thousand or or a million bucks. Like I don't think you should be foolish. And you know, if you're going to invest in a business and you're going to invest, means investing time and energy and focus. So, um, and and anyone listening, I'm going to give ourselves a plug. Here. <laughs> That's what we're awesome at teaching. So so you so if you're listening to this and and you're interested in say buying a website with David uh, at website properties, like we said, we'll put the David's email address and all his details in the in the show notes here. But also seriously, if you if you're new to this and you want to learn how this strategy works, make sure you go and listen to our masterclass on how to buy and sell websites because we go through the whole strategy and show you the things that you need to learn because there are things you need to learn. You don't just rush out there, buy a website and expect it yeah. to miraculously keep you know, churning along for the next 10 years. Right. You're going to have to work at it. And we're, I'd like to say we're really good at teaching beginners that bit. That's the bit that we love um, specializing in, particularly around content sites. It, it's one of our passions. But I did want to say, um, David, I want, do want to say a big thank you for coming along today. And I, I think introducing yourselves to our Aussie audience. I know you've traveled and backpacked all around Australia where, in your younger days, uh, many, many years ago. You even drove a Ford Falcon. So you know Australia well and you know what, what our audience even are a, like. Even hit a kangaroo out in the road. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been there, done and, that. I I would like to just end with one last thing is I think yep. um, for people that are looking to, to invest money, I, you know, I, we do get a lot of buyers that come to us and newbies that haven't gone online. So it's, it's good to ask questions. Also don't go to get over your ski tips. Like, you know, don't go out and buy something that's you're over leveraged on, or you sunk every last yep. penny into Don't be foolish. It's better to buy something that, that, you know, even in the worst case scenario, it's not going to bury you. Uh, like if you had a million bucks and it's your first time, like it doesn't mean you go out and buy a $3 million business. It also doesn't yep. mean you spend a million bucks. It means that you maybe look at something in the $300,000 range uh, yeah. to start off with that is right. going to give you, you know, a hundred thousand, like so buying something at $300,000 is like, it should be buying you at least a hundred thousand dollars a year in net profit. And so that's a 30, 30 to 35% return on investment. But I just like, just, I always caution people like, you know, yourself best. Uh, a lot of common sense, ex- business common sense translates online, but 
um, you know, just don't get over your ski tips and, you know, just make sure you study everything from um, that Matt's offering you. Uh, and that's always great for us. We'd rather have better educated buyers and sellers come to us. Uh, it makes our job easier, but we're, I'm, you know, my team and myself, I'm happy to, to offer any kind of uh, support or feedback to anyone. I'm, my time, you know, I don't have a problem having a few minutes to, for people that are, 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 you know, wanting to go this route. I know that it's exciting and exhilarating and also, you know, unnerving. Uh, so, but I do encourage, I, I love, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I've, you know, never worked for anyone. It's just gives you more freedom. And, uh, if you do it right, it, it can really change your life. So I'm, I hope that, uh, what I was able to offer today was, uh, valuable to everyone. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm here, uh, for anyone to email any questions or just to get in touch regarding listing their own business or, you know, investing in something that we've got, or even just getting some help and targeting an, an acquisition. That was awesome, David. Thank you so much. Because, and guys, seriously, you've got the offer there from David Fairley, website properties, over 20 years experience buying and selling websites at a professional level, multi-million dollar websites, but also as an online entrepreneur himself, he's one of the first online entrepreneurs with content sites, web buying and selling and renovating. So David knows his stuff and he's there to help. So if you want to reach out to David at Website Properties, make sure you do. And of course, like I said, you do need to get educated if you're brand new to this. Don't just rush out there. As awesome as David is, you still need to learn off us um, how these websites work. So make sure you do check out our free masterclass on how to buy and sell websites. But thank you so much for coming along today. We can't wait to do an update interview with you down the track as well. Thanks, Matt. Awesome. It's been a pleasure. Thanks awesome. again. You've been listening to a Digital Investors podcast with Matt and Liz Rad from the eBusiness Institute. If you'd like more great content, interviews and inspiration, make sure you subscribe here in your podcast app or visit digitalinvestors.com for more insights into the future of investing online.